Well, hello, listeners. This is Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and welcome to another episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg. Information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And we're here Thursdays at One Mountain on KLZ 560 AM and streaming online around the world at drpegradio.com. And we're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, the leader in school safety and security. And while there are many ideas and theories on how to improve school safety, only evidence-based training and solutions proven to make schools safer should be considered. And SSI Guardian is the only organization in America that addresses all of the critical components required for a 21st century safe school. Learn more by visiting SSIGuardian.com. We're here well into the new year, (laughs) and some of us are still trying to figure out how to get started, how to get going on our goals, and maybe you need to get back to what's really important and stretch yourself to get there. Or maybe you're not sure if you're depressed or if the anxiety you feel is normal, and perhaps that's what's holding you back. Well, my guest today is here to help you understand what therapy is really like, or if you would benefit from going to a therapist to get you moving forward in this new year. So I'd like to welcome my guest, Linda Bazogany, licensed professional counselor and author of the book, The Superman Years, Linda Bazogany. Welcome back to the program. Great, Peg. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you've been on a couple of times, and it's been about a year since you were last on. And we've talked about all kinds of things like uh, trauma and anniversary experiences surrounding trauma and grief and even your book, The Superman Years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, that actually is a book about your journey as a parent to a child with diabetes. And he's not such a child anymore, is he? Talk about where he is today and how he's doing. I'd be happy to. Uh, my son, Ty, was diagnosed at age two mm-hmm. with type 1 diabetes, and it was just a huge challenge, of course. Uh, it's something that doesn't go away. It's mm-hmm. always there. But I'm happy to report he's 21 years old now, uh, healthy and fit, yes. a, a junior at CU. Excellent, excellent here in Colorado. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's so funny how fast our children grow up, yeah. right? So you're an empty nester right. now. And so speaking of um, stretching yourself and moving forward and mm-hmm. setting goals, when we as parents, um, you know, we've done done this parenting thing, you know, for this about two decades or so. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, what what are you doing with yourself these now days? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what what are what are the mm-hmm. things that are really driving you and that you're motivated uh, prof- professionally and personally right now? Yeah, well, it is a bit of a shock to the system when the kids leave and Mm -hmm. you have suddenly this um, reservoir of energy that was taken (laughs) up for two decades. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky I had been uh, teaching psychology at the college level for all of those years, actually. And that's how we met, was teaching at uh, Red Rocks Community College, right? That's right. It was uh, a, a lucky meeting, that's for sure. And um, so I have transitioned into starting a therapy practice Mm -hmm. uh, for the last several years, and it has really uh, stretched and fulfilled me. Mm. And so that's the direction I was 
luckily able to take it. It's a, yeah. it's a big transition. Good. Well, we'll talk more about that, your personal transition professionally, and then also we'll get into the topic of what is therapy anyhow? Mm -hmm. what, what really is it about? How does it really benefit us? And what can folks expect when they go to therapy? And, and is it different for every person and every therapist? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I also want to uh, talk a little bit about how your perspective may have changed now that you're in a new season of life um, and how that affects everything that we do. When everything is different, you're an empty nester, you're now doing something different professionally, more of a focus on therapy and not the teaching. Mm -hmm. How does that change in perspective really color everything for you? Well, yeah, it, it definitely does change the perspective when um, you've experienced some of the life difficulties that people are seeking help from you mm -hmm. for. So I'd like to say I've gained some wisdom yeah. over the years, yeah. definitely some insight, definitely, mm -hmm. uh, definitely compassion. Yeah, that's good. People. That's really good. Well, you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and my guest is licensed professional counselor and author, Linda Pazogany. Now, how do you stretch yourself without breaking or snapping when you're making those shifts and transitions? And how can therapy help you? Linda Pazogany has some ideas when we come back from the break. Stay with us. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with the maximum locking protection while meeting all life safety fire and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. Our children deserve the highest level of education and the safest learning environment possible. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. Get the QAL today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to SSIGuardian.com. Do you ever make changes, but after a few days, weeks, or even months, you slip back into your old behaviors and habits? Well, if you want something different, you've got to do something different. Yet most people won't do what's required to experience the lasting change they say they want. Why? Because change is hard, it's scary, and it comes at a cost. If you're ready to learn the fundamental principles and proven strategies for making lasting changes in your life, join me for an exclusive one-day personal transformation retreat. In this intensive yet intimate experience, you'll gain vital information and insights to help you craft a customized plan for change that you can put into action right away. Contact me today to schedule your life-changing personal transformation retreat. Go to drpegradio.com retreat. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg, information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And, you know, I've been studying the science of behavior change and habit formation for over a decade, and I want to share with you some of the secrets I've learned about how to experience lasting change. So if you're ready to get unstuck this year and establish new habits that will move you forward in the new year, 
Contact me today to register for a one-of-a-kind personal retreat. And a personal retreat is a one-on-one full-day experience with me in self-reflection, goal-setting, planning, and strategy. But if you prefer the synergy of interacting with other like-minded individuals, register for my next small group personal retreat on March 23, 2019 in Denver, Colorado. Don't get left out of this strategic, life-changing event. Contact me today at drpegradio.com and learn how to change your mindset, change your habits, and change your life. Well, my guest today knows something about mindset and life change. She's a licensed professional counselor and author of the book, The Superman Years. My guest is Linda Bazogany, and thanks again so much for being here, and it's great to see you in the new year. Same here. Yeah, we tend to um, have our annual get-together. We've been friends for a long time and professional colleagues and have busy lives, and we were talking before the break about you now being an empty nester and making some uh, professional shifts, and so we squeeze in our annual visit, right? But we're doing it this time on the radio. Uh, On the air. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying before the break about how your perspective has changed as your personal life has shifted. It's kind of informing your professional work, and Mm -hmm. I think that was um, such a really good insight that the more we go through in our own lives, it gives us that experience, that compassion, uh, empathy, uh, perhaps insight, and maybe even a little wisdom. And so as you're getting new clients, you may be able to draw. I wonder if we actually attract and and draw certain types of clients because we've now gone through some things ourselves. Yeah, well, it definitely seems that way. And also the clients that we're able to agree to work with mm-hmm. might change because uh, years ago, I'm certain that I would have shied away from some of the cases that mm. I'm treating now. They would have felt like too much responsibility. Wow. And um, I would have been probably fearful of taking on the responsibility. Mm. And I take, and that's what has changed, is yeah. that uh, I'm more willing to um, set that fear aside mm. and help people with the really, really hard stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been a a change. You know, it's very creative work therapy, both Mm -hmm. for the client and the therapist too. Yeah. And it's a science and an art, but you're really suggesting it's about getting to know yourself as the professional and therapist and stretching yourself as you're helping others. Absolutely. You know, uh, years of experience, you have the scientific foundation, you know, Mm -hmm. the techniques, you know how to apply them, but the more subtle and the finer Mm. aspects to therapy has really emerged over time and Mm. and over the years, you know, it's, um, it causes you to grow mm-hmm. uh, if you're willing to go there. It's a creative process. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be fear and joy involved. I think both need to be intermixed uh, in, in equal balance. Mm-hmm. You know, And so having to do that personal self-reflection to even make the decision to have a shift in your career and focus more on the private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's kind of a um, safety in you know knowing every semester you know you're going to start a new class right. a new school year when you're a college professor that's a little different from the unknown of who's going to walk through the door today or what new client is going to call me today for this work and so absolutely uh, it, that it's even a risk just to make that shift 
Absolutely. But it's been very uh, fulfilling and it's been challenging. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it causes one to stretch. And that's just what I'm ready for at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, when we talked about uh, on the phone, what do you want to talk about uh, during this interview? You you mentioned getting back to what's important mm -hmm. and then really stretching yourself to get there. Uh, we're always moving into a new season, getting to our next level. What kind of advice or guidance would you give folks on how to determine and identify what is important to you and how do you stretch? How do you motivate yourself to even want to stretch, you know, and not stay in your comfort zone? I think life will help you with that. <laughs> life will help. Mm -hmm. Life circumstances will constantly change as you constantly change. And sometimes it is life circumstances that cause the necessary mm -hmm. tension or pressure for you to take action. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. When I think back on even this past year, 2018, and some of the things that were so challenging for me, I was kind of miserable in the moment and maybe even a little, you know, self-pity and kind of pouting and feeling entitled to a smooth, peaceful life. And life happens. Uh, but when I look back now a year later, and not everything worked out perfectly, but when I see especially the ways in which I've grown, Mm -hmm. And um, I used to have a saying that I borrowed from a high school classmate of mine, Yvette Gibson. Uh, she once posted on her social media, you'd have to know the old me to appreciate the new me. Nice. And so when I see myself reacting differently and uh, making new ch different choices um, now than I've made in the past, I can say, wow, you know, even though that thing didn't work out well, I see how it did change me and how I have grown. And I can kind of be proud of myself. I'm not all the way there in some of these challenging sure. areas in my life, but I can see the progress and right. I can see the maturity. Um, I can see a little more of the self-sacrifice. I'm not quite there yet. I'm pretty selfish still. Um, <laughs> but it. yeah, those Doubt circumstances it. really change us. Uh, yeah. And that's the benefit of hindsight too, mm -hmm. is, you know, we're, we're talking about transitions. Mm -hmm. Life never really stops transitioning and your growth never really stops. But then when we're in the middle of things, mm -hmm. as we are in transitions, and transitions can be anything, a season of life, a major life change, mm -hmm. a, a death of someone close or a diagnosis in yourself or somebody close. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're in the middle of things, that's when we can't see the benefit yes, of yeah. what's the process that's happening yeah. in our psyche or, mm -hmm. or in our lives. Or so. that it's not even as bad as it feels right now. We won't know that until later unless we get really practiced at being intentional, even in the midst of a, of a crisis, to be able to have the presence of mind because we've made up our mind. We want to be aware in each moment. It's not as bad as it seems. I, I actually was just listening to one of my favorite Bible teachers is Andrew Womack. Okay. And he was talking about um, esteeming God more than anything and above everything else, that even if you were to lose your spouse, right. yes, that's sad, and we can still esteem God above, above even our marriage. And that helps us get through even the most um, painful, traumatic experiences. And so when you outside of a crisis, make up your mind, that's how I want to live. Mm -hmm. That's the mind shift, mindset shift I want to make. I imagine it's a little easier in the moment to remind yourself, yes, I'm going to still praise God even in the midst of this tragic circumstance. Absolutely. And that would inform 
everything else mm -hmm. the rest of your life easier said than done sometimes yeah. in in the midst of things mm -hmm. but that um higher perspective that there's a process going on we don't understand mm -hmm. and it will ultimately help us yeah <laughs> hard to see how difficult circumstances will ultimately help us but they always they always do, do. all things work together for our good that, that's right and so we can get better and better at um, not having as much of a delay that's another thing i look back and say yeah i didn't react to this perfectly like i would have wanted to but i kind of bounced back a little quicker than i would have in the past i didn't stay in my self-pity you know pouting right. mode or angry because things didn't work out the way i wanted Wanted as long as I used to stay in in that mode I'm kind of coming to myself a little quicker with yeah, each passing year mm -hmm. you've learned that I've yeah. learned that too and I've also learned to sit and tolerate distress mm. and not try so hard to even you know make a decision just to have a decision made because mm. it feels better yeah yeah even you if know, it's not the right, the right decision one. or the right timing critically Co important correct and so you're you're using a phrase tolerate distress that you know because we're both um uh, mental health professionals i recognize that as one of those skills that is involved in mindfulness is not only just being aware of what's happening how am i feeling in the moment but also being able to tolerate if in the moment there's some pain, mm -hmm. how can I tolerate that? So it's not driving everything. Mm -hmm. um, but let's shift gears a little bit because some of this growth and um, forward movement um, can be, I think, accelerated or supported with other people. Absolutely. And so certainly we can have friends and trusted um, mentors or um, someone at work, you know, who maybe is a step ahead of us or a spouse. Uh, but talk, let's talk about the role of actually having a professional, a mental health professional, when you've either exhausted your personal resources or how to know when what you're dealing with might require a little more expertise than maybe your uh, personal circle has. Mm -hmm. um, so when people get stuck, um, uh, when should people consider uh, therapy or, or a mental health professional? Uh, sure. Well, any time that they are feeling, like you said, that they might need something in addition to their regular support group, the big benefit of seeking an objective therapist is that, well, until you meet, they're not involved with you. Mm -hmm. So anyone you have relationships with that's going to color the advice they give you or the help they give you. I'm not downplaying that support. No. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Everyone should have it. Mm -hmm. But this is more an objective and a, and a skilled relationship. And it is a relationship. People mm -hmm. should realize that they are starting a new uh, relationship when they go to see a therapist. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, most people, myself included, really wait to seek therapy until it's almost like they don't have a choice. Yeah. Some sort of crisis. Mm -hmm. And so I do see people, you know, when they're experiencing highly distressing symptoms right. or, or life events. Now, would you recommend, though, that we not wait? That um, that'd if, be better. If, yeah, of course, if you're in a crisis, that'd be a good, you know, choice to make to, to get a professional. Mm -hmm. But give some examples or circumstances where we could benefit from a therapist without waiting to have to be in a crisis. 
Certainly. Um, any transition, like what we were talking mm -hmm. about, they're predictable times of psychological unrest. Mm -hmm. So we can predict that if your kids just left, it's mm. going to be a big deal. That if you're contemplating or going through a divorce or a major job change in identity, that we can predict that that's mm. going to be a time of unrest. So mm -hmm. you, can, you can buffer that by knowing that and seeking some support through a therapist. So any transition like that um, is going to be a good time to seek help. Also, when you're not feeling well physically mm -hmm. and you can't, you don't have a reason for that medically. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've been to your doctor. Mm. Uh, stress, psychological distress is at once a psychological event and a any physical event. Mm -hmm. Chemicals are produced right. that have direct effects on muscle tension, digestion. Um, there's a whole host of symptoms, actually. Mm. Constriction of blood flow and mm. oxygen. All that is supposed to pass when the stress passes, but we know that stress is a part and parcel to our lives. Right, right. So unless we take active measures to counteract that stress. Mm -hmm. We are going, to, our physical bodies are mm. going to be in that state yeah. and it's going to have physical effects. That's interesting. So if someone is having maybe chronic headaches, mm -hmm. um, back, neck aches, mm -hmm. stomach aches, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they should probably seek medical um, consultation. Uh, but if they don't find anything per se physically mm -hmm. wrong, um, it may be psychological, it may be stress. Uh, one of the best doctors I ever had, who was actually a nurse practitioner, mm -hmm. when I first moved to Denver, um, screened me for depression. She okay. was asking me about physical symptoms, yeah. but then I realized she was screening me for depression because she knew I had just moved here wow. and had left everything behind, That's you great. know, left a job behind, familiar environment behind, uh, moved here also in the middle of mar marital conflict in my first marriage. Yeah. And so she was aware of that from having asked me a few intake questions. And because of my professional background, I recognized she was screening me for depression. And I thought, wow, how awesome is that? It's progressive yeah. and actually should be part and parcel mm -hmm. of a doctor's evaluation of people. For yeah. sure. It's uh, often very separated yes. yeah. out, but yet we know that it's very yeah. intermingled. There's a uh, quote I like, um, you know, people talk about the mind. Is there a mind-body connection? And uh, I once heard someone say, yeah, it's called the neck. <laughs> you know, uh, of course they're connected. Why yeah. are we? even asking that question <laughs> right. right it seems one affects silly. the other yeah but i don't know about in your education but my early education my undergraduate education that was a big question yes. and the yeah. scientists didn't really want to connect the two but it's silly not silly to. not to yeah. yeah well let's talk a little bit about some of the things we can expect when we do go to a therapist that we know we don't have to wait until we're in a crisis and certainly being in a crisis would be a good time to reach out to a mental health professional. We can go to a therapist when we're having physical symptoms, when we are in a transition season mm -hmm. and we want to be more proactive. Mm -hmm. um, or if we just want personal growth. Just personal growth, um, yeah. You know, curiosity. Exactly. Or our therapist yeah. we know has something to teach us. Maybe mm -hmm. we would like to learn absolutely, from Absolutely, absolutely. So there's so many memes and, and stereotypes and jokes and caricatures when it comes to therapy yeah, yeah. Um, and, and therapists. So um, what 
what um, can people really expect when they go to therapy? Um, walk us step by step through the process from so so we understand now is a good time to get a therapist because of mm -hmm. the different scenarios that you um, that you noted. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, from selecting the therapist to okay. that very first um, visit, scheduling the appointment, and even what to expect in their office and how the process goes. Walk us through that. Well, if you're seeking a therapist, I understand when a person finally makes it to my office that it, it is a, has been a long haul for them, mm -hmm, most mm -hmm. likely. There's a lot of considerations. Um, first of all, if they don't know any therapists, where to begin? Yeah. You know, um, Linda Bazaga, <laughs> licensed professional counselor. I'll have a link to how you can reach out to her. So at least Thank they you. might call you, right? Thank you. Uh -huh. Right. I would first get recommendations mm. from family or friends who perhaps have expressed to you that they've right. been to therapy. Right. Well, and that brings up a good question of stigma. Somebody might be embarrassed to, say. to ask, have you ever been to a therapist? Or I know you've been, can you make a recommendation? Uh -huh. So we want to dispel stigma right off the bat. Absolutely. It's the wise, smart person who's getting help mm -hmm. and rather than feeling ashamed for needing help. I think a lot of people think they're the only ones in the mm -hmm. situation. And one of the things I do in my classrooms, one of my goals in the classroom is to for everyone to see that stress takes many forms in the average life and mm -hmm. everyone struggles with something. something. It's not That's like right. you're strange, but it's very yeah. uh, um, vulnerable position yeah. to, to be in. Yeah. So I have a profile on psychologytoday.com mm -hmm. and you can search by therapist or area. Mm -hmm. So you might just have to start by doing some research. Yeah, that way. and maybe even finding someone geographically nearby you or if you're looking for female versus yeah. male, I get or a lot a of- Or a specific problem. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of inquiries around um, African-American therapists because uh -huh. people feel sometimes culturally sure and, but whatever the culture might be they're looking for someone who maybe understands that it's a and consideration as you said, yeah, yeah area of expertise if I know I'm anxious find someone who specializes in working with anxiety correct yeah. correct as far as when they actually make it through into the office mm -hmm. um, hopefully very quickly when the session starts, or maybe you've had a consultation on the phone mm -hmm. already with this person, you have a sense that they are understanding mm. your issue, that mm -hmm. they have knowledge and skills, but also understanding and empathy mm -hmm. is one of the primary forces, I believe, yeah. in the therapeutic process. And, and you should feel that very, yeah. very soon. And so it, some of it is about that rapport, even if you got a recommendation from a family member who had a good experience with a ther therapist, a good outcome, got, you know, got where they wanted to be, mm -hmm. that person may or may not be a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. And so we also want to encourage people just because it doesn't work out with the first one, Correct. don't say therapy didn't work. Correct. Try again, try a different person. Don't give up. And don't feel like you're stuck with that therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're not feeling the chemistry or you leave not feeling understood. Mm -hmm. um, so you should know that even yeah. after the first session, you should know yeah. if you're a good fit, you should feel free to ask questions. Mm -hmm. The therapist should provide you with how they're going to work with your particular issue 
And um, so you should be very reassured mm-hmm. right in the first session. You're going to be disclosing some of the most personal experiences and thoughts and feelings. Right. You should feel comfortable with that person. Correct. Yeah. Good. Correct. Not to say therapy doesn't sometimes make you feel uncomfortable. That is and an challenge excellent you. point. And just to come full circle, we were talking about stretching ourselves yes. so we can move move forward in the new year yes so let's um what's give us a final thought you want to leave our listeners with as we close out the program well that um you should expect to feel pretty quick improvement with your therapist um and you should learn ways to uh, deal with life through while the chaos swirls yes (laughs) and you should approach it with a sense of adventure even Mm. if it will be difficult Mm -hmm. and then you should also expect that you will have to do the work. Yeah. And you will feel yes. some difficulty because otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be in therapy. And change is hard. It's yeah, scary. It's it comes at a cost. And we're going to have to end on that note. Thank okay. you so much, uh, Linda Bazogany, for joining me today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Pegg. If you'd like to share this interview with a friend or connect with Linda, just go to the program archives at drpegradio.com. We're brought to you by SSI Guardian. My guest was Linda Bazogni. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark reminding you to live well.